It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Tis the season for chicken fingers at Raising Cane's. Warm up with hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy, crinkle-cut fries, garlicky, buttered Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. And while you're treating yourself, don't forget to treat everyone on your list to Cane's gift cards and New York City-inspired plush puppies that benefit pet organizations. Happy holidays from Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Magic Mind. More on them later. All right, so check this out. This happened 10 years ago when I was 16. I remembered this experience just yesterday and I had to tell you. I was living on and in the Mornington Peninsula, which is in Victoria, Australia, Rosebud to be exact, When I went to see my family in Melbourne, I would take the bus to Frankston and then a train to Melbourne. The bus trip always took around an hour, maybe a little bit longer. But on this one occasion, when I was heading from Rosebud to Frankston via that same bus, I met someone on it and we started talking. It only felt like 30 minutes of talking and we hadn't reached Frankston yet, of course. And all of a sudden, I received a call from my dad who I was traveling to visit that day. He was acting a bit aggravated, asking me where the heck I was, and I responded with, Dad, I'm on the bus like I told you I was 30 or 40 minutes ago. He went off, calling me a liar, and I was super, super confused and I started questioning what I did wrong. What he said scared and confused the crap out of me. He said I couldn't be on the bus because it's been three hours since I left. I checked the time and lo and behold, it was three hours later, yet I was on the same bus that hadn't even reached Frankston nor had any detours. I asked the people on the bus to check the time and how long we were on the bus for. They checked and looked up at me slowly, with wide eyes, also frazzled by how the hell time could have jumped. I repeatedly tried to assure my dad that I was still on the same bus and I don't understand how the time jumped. Obviously, I just probably sounded nuts, so he never believed me. That experience hasn't happened again, and I still try to find a logical explanation to this day. Does anyone have any ideas? Did anyone else experience people just disappearing off the face of the earth? Temporarily, of course. 
Temporarily, of course. I was at a New Year's Eve dinner with my parents, my uncles, and some cousins. Just a bunch of family. And this was in Argentina, and it's the summertime, and we're all eating outside. It was a big, white, round table. At some point, I went in the house. I don't remember why or how long. Maybe to go to the bathroom or to get a drink. And when I came out, everybody was gone. Everyone and everything was gone. Like no one had ever dined there. I looked around the yard. I went back inside the house, which is an open concept, and it's hard to hide a bunch of people in there. But didn't see anything. I don't even think I heard crickets. After searching for about 10 minutes, I go sit inside the house to think, and then I hear the toilet flush. My cousin comes out, and I tell her that everyone's gone. She looks at me weird, and then she leaves. At this point, I'm waiting for her to come back and tell me that I'm crazy, but she doesn't, so I start panicking. I muster the courage to go outside, and there's everybody again, eating at the same table as if nothing happened. I went to my seat, and I asked what had happened, asked them where they went, but everyone looked at me like I had a third eye. I've always thought that I might be some kind of crazy, but I was telling my friend this last week, and she matter-of-factly told me about glitches in the Matrix and how this stuff happens all the time. So I already feel a little bit better knowing that I may not be losing it. Has anyone ever had a similar experience? I mean, I've had this happen with objects, but never with people. I have a lot of shoes, but I don't have any doubles. I have one pair of everyday shoes that are black on black Samoa Adidas. These are pretty much my most comfortable shoes and I've only owned one pair ever in my life and I've had this pair for 10 years. I've never bought any other pair of Adidas shoes. I have two different sets of boots, I have some white tennis shoes, and I have some nice dress heels and sandals and flip-flops and shower shoes and house slippers. But I have one single pair of black-on-black Samoa Adidas. These shoes are great quality and have lasted me a really long time, and I've never even considered replacing them. And nobody else that I know of has these shoes. My son has gigantic feet, and if he somehow even had the same pair, they would be a men's 16, so I really don't understand how my black-on-black Samoan Adidas doubled. I got home from work and I changed out of my work shoes. I took off my work clothes and I put on my comfy clothes. I keep my black Adidas on the left side of my bed tucked under the box spring. I pulled them out and I slipped them on and I went for a jog. I came home, I took off my clothes to jump in the shower and when I got out, I picked up my shoes and I placed them back under my bed where they go and there's already a pair of black Adidas, my exact size in that spot. I had just pulled these shoes from that spot to go jogging. It's not like I pulled my shoes from a different location and I somehow have always had two pairs and just never noticed. No, this is exactly where I pulled them from, but there's already a pair of these shoes sitting right under there, right under my bed. I pulled them out to investigate, and the wear and tear is exactly the same, which you can expect is pretty significant for shoes that I've worn nearly daily for 10 years. The nicks on the side of the spot where my foot hit the gravel when I fell a couple of years ago, it's all the same. I pulled out both sets and I had four shoes in front of me. 
I was sitting there just feeling like my brain was broken and I knew what I was seeing, but it didn't make any sense, so therefore it must be incorrect somehow. I left both pairs out specifically so that when my son got home from school, I could ask him what the heck is going on. I mean, I half expected him to say that he found the exact same pair in the same size in one of our community areas and thought that they were mine, so he brought them home to me. Well, my son does come home from school and I bring him into my room to show him that I now have four shoes when I should only have two. And he thinks I'm crazy because now there's only two shoes on the ground, not four. And I know, I know that I wasn't imagining it. What do you think happened? Do you think the other me and some other plane of existence is freaking out because their shoes vanished? <laughs> Hey, it's me. If you didn't already know, I am a husband and a father. I run multiple YouTube channels, and I have a full-time job where I'm in charge of my team. All of those things, while incredibly rewarding, are also pretty draining. I find myself struggling to focus on the thing in front of me because I'm worried about literally anything else. Or at least I was. This episode is sponsored by Magic Mind, and since I've been taking their daily shot, I'm about five days in now, my productivity, my focus, my creativity levels are all up. I'm not nervous about weird things that I have no control over, and my memory is better too. Now, this isn't a replacement for my coffee or my energy drinks. I'm just taking this alongside with what I'm already doing. Now, the ingredients in this shot are all natural. They include things like matcha, ashwagandha, and cordyceps mushrooms. Now, those mushrooms are not the ones from The Last of Us, but they are powerful nonetheless. Now, if you're sitting there and you have feelings of stress, anxiety, if it's hard for you to focus, and if it's difficult for you to relax, I want to congratulate you because you are a human. <laughs> Good for you. If you want to take what I take to fix all those things, go to magicmind.com scary and use my code SCARY20 to get up to 56% off. That's S-C-A-R-Y-2-0, magicmind.com slash scary, my code is scary20. It's awesome. You're going to get up to 56% off for the next 10 days. Now, Magic Mind is one of the few companies that have a 100% money-back guarantee, no questions asked, and there's really no risk. If you don't like it, they'll refund you within three to four hours, but I do. I use it. I like it. It helps. If it's hard for you to feel 100% some days, I'd really encourage you to try this out. I'd get the 30-pack if I were you. It's the best value. I've had so many glitches over the years, and I'm in my 40s now, and ever since I learned my unusual experience had a name and a community, I've been following this sub. This event happened about two years ago, and my mom has since passed... Because I don't interact with Reddit much other than reading, I didn't have the proper status to post it the day after it happened, but hopefully it'll work and will still be interesting. It haunts me even now. I took my 80-something-year-old mom to a doctor's appointment in an outpatient hospital center that we've never been to before. We walked in and I got my visitor pass from the info desk. The lobby was nice, with a player piano in the lobby, music playing, I put her in a wheelchair to move quicker up the elevator, and we proceeded to the third floor. Once we got to the doctor's office and she checked in, 
I said I would go move my car from the 15-minute parking in front of the building, the paid lots, and hope to get back to the doctor's office in time to accompany her to her appointment. Now, this is an oncology doctor, so it's rather important that my second set of ears hear what the doctor has to say. I walk out to the four elevators in the bank from which we just exited. There was one person waiting and no elevators on the third floor, so I see a stairwell across from the elevator and I decide to run down the steps to save myself some time. Also, I just routinely go up and down stairs when I can to save time and burn some energy. I head down one flight to the second floor and then go down again to the first floor, and it occurs to me that I'm unsure whether to go to floor M or floor G to get to the main lobby. I go down one more flight and I see a locked door which clearly says no entrance, so I go down one more flight, thinking that that should be my floor, but there are no more doors to exit the stairwell. It just ended with a dead end, with walls and no door at all at the bottom of the final step. So I bound back up the steps and I exit on the first floor, thinking that I'll see the four elevators in the bank and then just go down until I reach the level on which we entered. Well, I do see the elevators and I push the down button and once I'm inside, I see both M, which says Melon Lobby, the correct place I think I need to be, and G as options for going down. I push M. The door opens on M and this is not the floor which I entered, which was odd. So I go down one more and the door opens on G. And this is also not the right floor. I go back up to M Again, still incorrect, but this time I exit to make sure that I'm not on a different elevator bank and or see if anyone is around to ask how to get back to the floor that I need. But no one's around to ask, and there are just closed, seemingly empty office doors. So I get back on, and I proceed to write up and down from G to M to 1, 2, 3, over and over a few times, never really getting where I need to be. At this point, I'm anxious because I still need to move my car and get back to the office, so I get out on the first floor where I exited the stairwell originally, and I go back up the steps to the third floor. I get out of the stairwell to see the elevators that I got off with my mom. I push the down arrow, and I get on, thinking if I did somehow get on a different elevator bank, this will recreate my steps exactly, so I can go down the exact same way I went up. I see the same options for down, just 2, 1, M, and G, and from what I can tell, this is the same elevator I've been using all along. I push all the buttons. The door opens on the second floor, then first, still wrong, then opens on M, wrong, and then G, guess what, wrong. Now I'm totally anxious because I can't figure out what is happening or how to even get to the exit and it's starting to creep me out. At this point, I remember that there are a lot of glitches when it comes to elevators and I just think to myself, enough with this already and I just go back up to the third floor. I close my eyes, I stay on the elevator and then I push M and I push G. I tell myself I have to move my car now so this has to work. The door opens on M, I see the same lobby, and I hear the same piano music and I know I finally made it. I move my car and then I run back inside. All in all, it was about 15 minutes from when I left the doctor's office originally to finding the correct floor. 
I have no clue what happened and I have no logical explanation for how I could write up and down so many times and still not find the correct floor. This person was playing the elevator game. Hi. I wasn't sure if I wanted to post this at first, but the more I think about it, the more that I realize I just can't explain what happened. A couple of weeks ago, I was out grocery shopping. Afterward, I stopped for gas as I was below a quarter tank. No issues there. I got home, took the groceries in through the front door, and I put them away. About an hour later, I was getting ready to go to work, and I couldn't find my wallet. I had it to pay for the gas, so it must be in my car. Well, I tore apart my car, and I found no wallet. Now I was starting to freak out. I can't go to work without my wallet. It has the car that opens the gate to the parking garage. At this point, I could barely even make it to work on time. My wife was going to see a friend and was getting ready to leave herself. She got in her car, which was in the closed garage, and my wallet was right there on her driver's seat. Even weirder, the receipt for the gas was in her passenger seat. I never went into the garage. I park outside. And I usually don't even drive her car. Yet my car had a full tank of gas and hers was at about a half tank. She asked me why I was in her car and I swore to her that I wasn't. I have no idea what happened or why my wallet was in her car. I even checked the engines. Hers was cold and mine was still warm. I think this was a real glitch in the matrix. I've never experienced a glitch before and honestly this messed me up pretty good. I do realize in the big picture this is probably minor but still, what the fuck man? This happened just a few years ago. It was the summer that I was about to become a freshman in college. Short story but still creepy. A few months before this specific incident, I absolutely could not find my high school ID anywhere. I don't remember exactly why I needed it, but I knew that I did. I vividly remembered putting it inside my drawer with my other important ID cards that I keep, and I couldn't find it for the life of me, even after tearing my whole drawer apart. I eventually gave up and forgot about it. A few months later, a few days before freshman year of college, I was about to open my closet door, and before I could even open the door, I saw it. It was staring right at me, just sticking out on the very tippy top of my closet door in between the top door frame and the very top of the door. It was there, and I had absolutely no idea how it ended up there. I just stood there in silence in shock for a few minutes, just staring at it in complete disbelief. How did it end up there? Now, mind you, I had opened up my closet door a few times that week, once that day, and I never saw it. I know I would have obviously noticed it. It was literally sticking out. Also, why would I put it in my closet, let alone the very top shelf, and even more let alone not even in a purse or anything? How would it end up literally sitting on the top of the door between the frame? If, let's say, I did put it on the top shelf. I mean, it makes no sense. I asked my mom because she's the only other one that goes in my room and she had no idea either and said that she hadn't touched it or seen it or anything. 
We were both in disbelief. It still makes no sense to me to this day on how it even ended up getting there, or why it got there. It was also pretty creepy considering the fact that it was two days before my freshman year of college, and ironic how my freshman year high school ID just pops up out of nowhere when I had forgotten about it. To this day, I still have no idea what happened. I'm now in my junior year of college, and I can confirm that my high school ID hasn't disappeared again. At least, I hope so. Still, super creepy, right? This peculiar event happened to me while I was in my early 20s, so between 2008 and maybe 2013. I was a bit of a transient then and often slept outside or squatted in houses that were foreclosed upon or up for sale, a few nights at most. Most neighborhoods I wandered through day to day had a community pool, if not several. Oftentimes I would use these pool areas to bathe, they had showers in the community rooms, or I would sleep if I thought I could get away with it. One night in particular, I went to my most frequented pool. I could reach over the large gate and open it from the other side. At this pool, I would always clumsily maneuver a reclining chair closest to the wall and next to a large pump for the spa. I would do this to stay out of sight from the golf and the tennis courts. I only describe the area so that you might have some context as to what I'm telling you. While I was trying to fall asleep, I opened my eyes and I saw a jagged silhouette dance about the semicircle wall that enclosed the pump right beside me. At first I thought it was headlights or the police. I raised myself onto my tippy toes to peer over the stucco wall that I just had my back to. Thinking now I feel my reaction was one of hurried panic. I exited through the gate and I walked quickly around a short path up to the parking lot where I encountered the source of light. It was a motorcycle. It was on fire. I stared as I walked past it and then out of the parking lot onto the sidewalk. I looked back at it every few steps just to look on in amazement. The fire seemed to be escalating, devouring more of the vehicle all the time. A car passed me as I walked down the sidewalk, now about 20 meters away from the scene. I knew whoever was in that car would see the now engulfed bike and they would probably blame me as it was very late, or early, I guess, and I was the only person around. I continued to walk away quite fast and then I heard a dull explosion and then the crunching of metal. I looked back and the motorcycle had fallen over. I turned the corner onto 214th Way, a street that I had lived on and would live on again later in my life, and I was out of sight. I don't know if this is a glitch per se, I don't even know what happened. I can tell you that the motorcycle wasn't there when I first approached the clubhouse and I heard no motor or any noises that were similar. Like I said, I was lying on a chair that was up against the wall and on the other side was the parking lot. The motorcycle was parked in like what was to be the best spot if they were visiting the pool. I never fell asleep either as I don't fall asleep so easily and I'm often awake for hours before I ever doze. I hadn't thought of this event in a while, though I have told a few close friends. I tried to give a, an accurate retelling so that one might be able to offer some insight. So what do you think? The most logical thing that I can think of would be that somebody rolled their bike up to the spot, ignited a fire, 
and walked away. But maybe for tax purposes? To frame me? I did have some friends, who were my brothers, who lived in the neighborhood that rode motorcycles, but I don't think either one would have done that. And like I said, I would have heard something, most likely. Thank you for reading my story. I just found out about this subreddit via a YouTube video that reminded me of this weird event that happened to me a couple of years ago. I was driving on the highway, going down the main hill in my city. It's super snowy, and it's nighttime. There's a train bridge that's above the highway that I'm approaching. Also, I'm in the left lane of two lanes. All of a sudden, I hit ice, and I start swerving, and then spinning down the hill. I do three 180-degree rotations diagonally into the right lane. After the first 180, I see a white car in the right lane, and I remember thinking, man, I hope they don't hit me. I hope they get in the other lane. By the way, now time really does slow down during accidents like this. I had enough time to think of a plan and diagram the whole situation in my head and protect myself, everything, because I noticed that I was going to hit the guardrail next to the cement holding up the train bridge. After another 360, the car in the right lane is still in the right lane and is ever closer, and I don't have enough room to spin again. There's about a foot left before I crash. I remember thinking, is this guardrail going to smash my window? So I decided to just huddle into a ball and brace for impact. I also pulled my hood over the side of my face in case glass shattered at my face and squeezed my eyes closed. 10 seconds go by, 20 more. I'm not sure how long, but I peeked one eye open because nothing was happening. I should have opened my eyes to a car headlight coming at me, but instead, my car is in park. I'm in my own lane, which is the left lane again, and my car is facing forwards, still in park. The car that I was careening towards had passed me. It was a huge WTF moment for me. I kind of assumed it was a guardian angel or a spirit or something, but I also do love the simulation theory as well, as I'm not really religious. But it never crossed my mind to be a glitch in the Matrix until I saw these YouTube videos. Huh. You think they're talking about my videos? <laughs> When I was 15 or maybe 16, I was getting ready to walk out of the door with my mom and drive to school. I forgot something in my room, so I put my backpack on the dining room table. My mother was there and watched me put it on the table. She goes to the car, and I come back, and suddenly, there's no backpack. Literally was in the middle of the table before, and now it's gone. My mom comes back in, confused as to why I'm taking so long, and I told her that I couldn't find my backpack. And she's confused because she saw me put it on the table, and then we start looking everywhere for it. We tore apart the dining room and found nothing. The living room, nothing. The kitchen, my room, nowhere. We're both super frustrated at this point, so we walk back into the dining room, and I see my backpack sitting right smack dab in the middle of the table. We both know 100% as a fact that it wasn't there when we were searching, but somehow it came back. 
It honestly spooked us for a little bit, but then we went on about our days. Huh. So, like a year ago, my mom, my brother, and I are all packing to go to my cousin's house this day for Thanksgiving Day. I packed my phone and a charger into my bag. When we got there, I took it out and I charged it, and then we had dinner and stayed for a while. I honestly don't remember if I put my phone back in my bag or not, but I know that my mom took the charger back with us. Anyway, it was time to go and we drove back to my mom's house. My mom and dad are divorced, so I lived with her at the moment. But when I got home, my phone wasn't in my bag. I looked everywhere and then I looked in my mom's car everywhere that I possibly could. I couldn't find it. I assumed I just left it at my cousin's house and forgot to bring it back. But my cousin couldn't find it anywhere in their house either. So I just went without a phone for like four months until I was allowed to get a new one. I started living with my dad again this May and last month I was in the spare room with a bunch of boxes and movies and I found my phone sitting on a chair in that room. I asked my dad where it came from and he said that he had found the phone like a month prior in the room and he just left it there. I had a new phone by then plus my old one was cracked and barely working so that's why he didn't tell me. So basically I lost my phone at my cousin's and then it reappeared at my dad's house. I hadn't even gone to his house until six months after I lost my phone. None of us had even gone over to his house until way after the phone was lost, and my dad didn't come with us to my cousin's house. Was this a glitch in the Matrix? Hello, Saver. Whether you're saving for that trip to the tropics or saving for an emergency, now is the time to take advantage of Wells Fargo's savings options. Wells Fargo offers savings accounts that can help you save towards your goals. So, what are you saving for? Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash save to open a savings account today. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC. For over 10 years, Grammarly has been powered by AI technology you can trust and rely on for all of your writing needs. And now, Grammarly helps you do even more. With one click, you and your team can quickly brainstorm, rewrite, and reply with suggestions based on your context and goals where you write the most. Grammarly accelerates effectiveness and productivity for everyone on your team. In fact, more than 70,000 teams rely on Grammarly to help them with their writing today. Have a presentation coming up? Let Grammarly create a personalized outline to get you organized so you can transform your ideas into a compelling presentation. With Grammarly, you can be more productive by communicating your point clearly and getting work done efficiently. Grammarly is here to assist you at every step of your writing process so you can show up with confidence. Go to Grammarly.com slash business teams to download for free. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash business teams to download for free.